and rollicking in victory. Lakers pulled out a win in Game 7. It was an epic game. It was a fabulous, fabulous game. Everything that we wanted to happen pretty much happened. It was a great effort by the entire team. It was a team win, a team victory, and that's exactly what we wanted. It's exactly what we needed, exactly what we had to have, and it's exactly what we got. So... Big props to everybody for showing up and really, really putting out the kind of game that we needed from everybody. You know, questions like, was was M- MWP going to be able to come back and, and have rust? Was Is he going to be effective right off the bat? And obviously, he answered that question. The answer was yes. He was definitely effective in all aspects of his game. Um, on the stat sheet and off the stat sheet in his intangibles, his defense was crazy effective his energy and just like i I said this before i know he's going to have energy but the question is is his energy going to feed everybody else's energy no no matter no no matter where it came from it it happened everybody played with energy and enthusiasm and passion and maybe just desperation because nobody wanted the season to end and maybe everybody got a clue that their jobs were on the line if they didn't do that so whatever the reason it was good it was a good effort and um and it was enough to win and congrats to denver though man those they really put up a fight they didn't lie down and they battled they battled the entire time i mean they they deserve nothing but respect i think as a team um they really played their hearts out every single game unlike we did so they deserve, I think, mad respect and mad props, and then especially their coach, one of the classiest, best coaches in the league, in my opinion. Sorry, I had to take a loss uh, and get eliminated on his birthday because he's a he's he's a class guy. Nothing but respect for George Carl. Um, it was a nice little thing for uh, for Mike Brown. This was his first Game Seven win as a coach. He was zero for two in Game Sevens. Um, so we got him a little win, so that was that was pretty nice. But that felt good. Steve Blake, wow! I mean, talk about a performance. I mean, nineteen points. I mean, what a, what a great great burst of of energy and threes <laughs> that was by Steve Blake. Just like he did in, I think it was game one, game one or game two. Pretty sure it was game one when he came out and had three threes. And he bested that performance, which is exactly what we need, man. I'm, I'm telling you, when the, when the bigs are are involved and energetic, and the threes start falling for us, there's there's just nothing that that you can do. I mean, granted, it doesn't happen very often. And when it happened in game one, I remember saying, "Don't fall in love with this because it's not going to happen too often." And it hadn't, and it didn't until a little bit um, this game seven. So, but great, great job from Steve Blake from being aggressive and being passionate and not giving up and and not fearing the moment in the least and taking his shots and not hesitating at all. Really, really great job. Um, There was a great 
tweet that I saw by um, Arash Markazi, who does some really great Laker tweets. You should follow him if you don't already. And he tweeted that um, Steve Blake's going to find out what Derek Derek Fisher already knows, which is that epic playoff performances make people forget about the regular season real fast. <laughs> I mean, that was great, and it's completely true. You know, because right now <clears throat> nobody's talking about how weak um, Steve Blake was throughout the season. It's just he really, really showed up when we need him most, when we needed him the most. So great job from from Steve Blake. And then the whole team. I think everybody really, really stepped up. Powell and Andrew combined for an NBA record and combined points, rebounds, blocks, and I think putbacks or something. But uh, they, they both did a really good. Powell was, Powell was on fire. I mean, Powell was prepared. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. Powell has been, I was talking before about him being really consistent, him being the glue that held the whole team together. And then when he had those two really bad games, you know, the whole world fell apart. You know, and then when he he came out and really, really came out aggressively and seized this game, it, it changes it changes everything for the entire team. You know, and even Andrew I thought did better. Um I think he wasn't fabulous he he didn't have the same kind of passion that Powell did but he definitely played better he definitely was involved he was trying um i'm not sure what what he was going for in terms of how good he wanted to be but he he definitely improved and he definitely did better and he did enough to uh, to get us the win i mean it was a pretty good game um by andrew uh, it was a great game by Powell. And I think that that speaks more to Powell's consistency as a player and his heart, um, because Powell is usually pretty pretty consistent. So he's able to really really turn it on and um, really focus down and give a great performance like that. But I think Andrew is it's harder. I think it's harder for Andrew to really put out a, a really great performance like that because he's just not used to doing it all the time. He's not used to to focusing, really focusing and working hard over long stretches of time, like over the course of an entire game. Um, he's not used to doing it consecutive games, you know, so it's 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 harder. It's kind of like that switch that everybody has been talking about for years that the Lakers supposedly have this switch where they turn it on and turn it off, and sometimes they don't show up for games and they play down to their their opponents, and then they try to flip the switch. I, I don't think there is a switch. And the players have been kind of saying this for years, that there it, it, it doesn't exist. You know, you either come to play every day, especially in practice, and then you put it up there in the games, or or you don't. And if you don't do it every day, and if you don't do it in practice, and you try to do it during the games, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. And I think that's what Andrew is dealing with right now, is that sometimes it, it works for him, that he when he wants to do well and he does, sometimes it don't, and it's just not there for him because he's not consistent enough in his overall mentality. He's not consistent enough, I, I guess, in practices because I'm not there when they practice, but it just seems obvious to me um, that he's not used to putting that that for that sort of of mental effort and energy. Um, so when he when he really tries to do it, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, and and that's that's natural. That happens. Consistency rules the day, and guys that bring it every day are guys that are able to really produce when it really matters. Guys that don't, it's uh, it's harder for them. Uh, so cool, great, great game, man. Staples, Staples Center is hot right now. All three teams in LA who play at Staples Center are all in the playoffs. It's I, I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of LA sports before, but it's it's crazy because Clippers won their game seven, so they're 
going into the second round. Lakers won their game seven. They're going into the second round. Kings were already in in the second round. They're playing in the Western Conference championship right now, and all the teams are playing uh, at Staples. So it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, there's there's going to be uh, six playoff games in four days this coming week at Staples Center. I mean, Thursday, the Kings play at Staples. Friday, Lakers play at Staples. Saturday, Clippers and Lakers both play at Staples. Sunday, Kings and Clippers play at Staples. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's completely crazy. I mean, and these are all ideas I, I also heard from uh, text from uh, from Arash Mukazi also. And, and, like, it's funny, we were all talking about during the lockout about the loss of jobs and all the people that work in Staples Center and how it's affecting them. And now it's pretty much as opposite as it possibly could be from that, that fear and that time. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. Staples is on fire and the teams are, are really doing great, especially the Kings. I mean, this is not a Kings podcast, but oh my gosh, you got to give it up for the Kings. I mean, they have been just ripping through the the playoffs and, and they're the eighth seed and, Man, they're just playing really well. But enough about hockey. So now, this was great, great win for us, but now the much bigger challenge arises before us, which is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, I've been kind of talking about the Thunder this whole series on um, that's the really the biggest, the bigger challenge rather than get through getting through the Nuggets, and I think it's definitely very true. And we're gonna find out. It's it's gonna be if if the team can bring the same amount of energy and passion and focus that they did in Game Seven throughout this series, which which in itself that statement is a huge if. I mean, that's gonna be really really hard to do, and the the team is really gonna have to deep deep reach way down to get the uh, the energy and the passion to be able to do that. But if, if they can, if they can do that and bring it every single game in this series, it's going to be a straight-up war. It's going to be a dogfight. And no nobody, if, if we do that, I mean, nobody's going to walk away with this. They're, they're going to be tight, tightly fought games. Uh, but if the Lakers, if they give give up or not give up if they let down just even a little bit it's going to be done i mean the thunder are, are going to walk all over us now are, is it impossible to beat them no way no way no way no how they're definitely beatable but it's going to take 100 percent effort from every single person on the floor every single minute of every game and that is because history, you know, because of the way that we've played and the consistency that we've had or not had, that's going to be a real big deal. It's going to be a hard thing for us to do. I hope I hope they do it. I'm pulling for the team to do it because I want them to do it, obviously. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be tough because there's uh, Denver is a is a lot bigger challenge than I'm mean, sorry, Oklahoma City is a lot bigger challenge than Denver. We've been playing the role of Goliath to Denver's David, and we are about to switch parts and become David going up against Goliath. Now, here's good good things about um, our series coming up with Oklahoma City. Okay, Denver's an up-tempo team. Oklahoma City's an up-tempo team. We've had a lot of practice having to deal with 
fast, up-tempo teams. So we kind of got in the rhythm. We figured out what the rhythm we have to have to play with a team like that. And we've been doing it. We've got a lot of practice in it in the last couple of weeks. So that's a good thing. Um, there was a lot of talk in the beginning of the series about, oh, how many games should the Lakers lose or allow themselves to lose so that we get uh, Metal World Peace back in time for the series against the Thunder. You know, should we lose one? Should we lose two? All that kind of talk, which obviously ended up being ridiculous. But what kind of happened as a result of how things went and going to a Game 7 was that we got, we got Metal World Peace back a game before the series. So it usually takes guys, you know, like a game or two to kind of get their legs back and get their game rhythm back, get their shooting rhythm back. So we didn't have to do that. He Meta didn't wouldn't have to do that in game one of the series. He kind of got that over with, got it out in game seven. So now he should be all fully back and back into the rhythm by the time we play Oklahoma for the first time. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is currently listed as a game time decision because of his uh, his hip strain, so that's a, that's a good thing uh, for us that their main guy in the center is might be a little bit hurt, maybe even not play, but if he does play, he's still going to be definitely nursing an injury there. Um, Lakers, <laughs> I mean, we should be so thankful for this, but we have no major injuries to any of our players you know all, all our problems have been attitude I mean there's so many teams that would kill to have that problem so many teams that are good teams championship caliber teams that have no chance now who or have been eliminated because of injuries just because of injuries and the Lakers don't have any significant injuries and we're just we're just fighting ourselves you know so that's a it's a good thing that we're relatively healthy Another good thing is that the Lakers are in rhythm now. They had a really great Game 7. They know what it takes to play as a team, what kind of energy it takes, and they're really feeling it, and hopefully they can transfer that going into Game 1 of this series, and maybe we can steal one in Oklahoma City. Those are the good things. All right, here's the bad things. Oklahoma City is rested. They're well-rested. They've been resting for nine days. What, oh my gosh, imagine what good that would do for for us, our uh, veterans, if they could rest for nine days um, as opposed to a matter of hours. So they're very rested. Obviously, James Harding wants revenge. He's uh, obviously he's going to be he's going to be pissed. He's going to be looking for retribution. Yes, after Ron Artest elbowed him, he, he called him or, or reached out. And apologized. Maybe he just did it through Twitter. I don't know. But he apologized to Ron Harden. You know, who knows if that meant anything? Probably not. I mean, if you're a team, you're if that's something you can definitely use as motivation against another team, you're going to use it. And you bet you they're going to use it. I bet you the whole team is going to be using using it. I mean, you, th- you you think Kobe gets booed in other arenas? Wait till we hear Meta World Peace getting booed. That's going to be that's going to be some intense intense stuff. Uh, another bad thing is uh, Derek D. Fish. Here's his chance. He 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 gave his uh, his whole career to the Lakers, and he was jettisoned before he was done, uh, in his opinion. And so he would like nothing more than to knock the Lakers out of the playoffs, and then go forth. And while everybody's talking about Kobe getting his sixth ring, Kobe getting his sixth ring. You imagine Kobe doesn't get his sixth ring, but Derek does. I mean that 
for Derek's own legacy, that would be huge, you know, and especially being being cut from the team, traded from the team in the middle of the season. I mean, that would that would just be the ultimate the ultimate payback retribution for for Derek. And you know, you know, he wants that. I mean, not obviously he doesn't wish anything bad to the team or to the players or the staff or anything. Derek's a class guy all the way. But in terms of you know his own emotional well-being and his for himself and for his new team because he's on the he's a thunder now he's he's a thunder is that what you say a thunder hmm. i guess he's a part of the team and so he wants their team to win he wants he wants a championship he wants a ring just as bad as kobe does so that's definitely motivation for him the thunder is young they're hungry and they're due they've been good for a long time they've been good for a few years now and they've been kind of Gotten gotten knocked for not having enough experience. They've made it to the playoffs the last two or three years, and they're, they've gone a little bit farther every time. The whole league kind of sees this as their time now. It's time for them to take over, and they have all the tools to do it. And there's two teams standing in their way, basically, Lakers and the Spurs. And they want nothing more than to knock them out and take their rightful place on top of the Western Division. That's that's how they're they're looking at it. They're fast, just like Denver. They can run just like Denver, but they have way more weapons than Denver does. Denver doesn't ha- didn't have really a closer on their team. Oklahoma City has three, so it's it's gonna be a huge challenge. I ho- really hope the Lakers bring everything that they have and the kitchen sink because they're gonna need it. We're gonna need it to have a chance, a fighting chance, a puncher's chance against Oklahoma City. But I think if we do, I think we will have a chance. And if we can steal one on their home court, it would be incredible, and we might have a chance to uh, eke this thing out. But hopefully, if nothing else, they're, they're going to be great games. They're going to be exciting games. Hopefully, you know, the the Thunder crowd is going to be intense and loud which is a great great atmosphere for basketball um hopefully they're going to be chanting beat la beat la because for me it kind of sounds like bla bla and i think that's just great it's a nice little compliment for other teams to say that they want to be like us and so they chant bla when we get there i hope it happens in oklahoma city because that would be just a nice little compliment for us um that's how i look at it so cool. Game one is right around the corner. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be a battle. I can't wait. Uh, let's get to some questions. I have a couple questions, a couple real good ones from from Gabe. He he says, okay, in episode six, he says uh, you mentioned getting rid of Andrew and getting Mark Gasol. This is genius. Kill two birds with one stone, out with Bynum's antics, and re-motivate Powell with his bro at his side in the paint. The Gasol brothers would compliment each other so well. Well, I, I appreciate the compliments. I don't know if I would say genius. Uh, maybe brilliant would be, but I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's a great point, and I think, um, man, j- j- just um, imagine, because I think, I think Powell wants to be good. I think Powell knew he screwed up, and he's doing everything that he can to make up for it. Um, Andrew, I don't, I don't think he sees that he screwed up. I think he sees that he needed to play a little bit better, and he did play a little bit better. But like I said before, I don't think Andrew's not a leisure, a leader. He's never going to be a leader of men. He's an extremely talented 
player who is not used to working very hard. That's pretty much pretty much it. I hope he does I hope he has a great playoff run now. I hope he plays so well that we go all the way to a championship because then his trade value would totally go up. I, I would love nothing more than to for have Andrew to really come out of his shell, really start playing, take us all the way to a championship, and then we trade him. Get rid of him straight trade him straight up for, for Mark Gasol. I think that'd be fabulous. Mark is not the talent that Andrew is, so Memphis will be thinking, wow, they got a really good deal because they, Memphis obviously is a really good team. They want something that's going to get them over the hump. They keep not being able to get past that first, second round of the playoffs. They want something that's going to take them all the way, and if, if Andrew is playing great, that would be exactly the same for them, and maybe they'll go for it. I, mean, I don't know how the numbers work out, but, man, if they could, if they could perceive it as being a, a, a win for them, now, just having Pau and Mark playing together on the same team, I, I think, I mean, Mark works so hard. He's a warrior. He he really, really has a lot of heart. And I think him and Pau together, man, that would be, that would be great. I mean, everybody, everybody's been saying a long time how Andrew's the future. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Even if he really comes out and starts playing well, I don't see him as, as the future of the Lakers at all. Which brings me to the second point of Gabe's question, which is, he says, I keep thinking of a question someone asked a few episodes ago about life in the post-Kobe era, and your thoughts were, our twin towers are our future. I disagree, and it sounds like you might have changed your views having seen game five and six played out. Any thoughts now on the future? How much longer do we bang our faces? Yes, bang at our faces at this point because we moved past headbanging. Bang our faces against the wall waiting for the two guys to do something different. Insanity is doing the, something, the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well said, my friend. Well said. Um, you're exactly right. I have changed my mind. And my original thought was what is the, fu- the future is the Twin Towers and I do not see a future in that anymore. I, I think Pow is great. Pow is a little bit older. Um, uh, for a lack of a better idea right now, I think Powell and Mark together would be fabulous. Man, I just can't, I can't stop thinking about, about that, the possibility of that. I mean, even if, you know, obviously Mark isn't the, like I said, he's not the same talent that Andrew is, but heart is everything. I think he has enough talent and enough heart to be, to be a champion, and put him with it. Put him with his big bro. Oh, forget it, man. How how great would that be? Because we have to we have to have something. Kobe's got maybe one, maybe two years left to really compete for a championship. We have to do everything we can to put our eggs in that basket and and milk this thing as long as we can because it's gonna be real different when he's not here. And I think people still don't really realize how different it's gonna be. Now Steve Nash wants to get. He probably he's been thinking about getting out of uh, Phoenix for a long time. He just doesn't want to be the bad guy and demand a trade or anything. But he's he's making some business ventures outside of basketball. Maybe making some money, getting some getting his feet wet and other things. Maybe he's not looking for a big payout at the end of his career. Maybe if he's looking to go for a lot less money. He'll be interested in coming over and spending the last uh, years year or two as a Laker, trying to get get Kobe his sixth or seventh ring. Oh, imagine that. I don't even know if it's possible, but man, imagine that. Kobe, Steve Nash, and the two Gasol brothers with Ron Ron and no Andrew antics. Oh, forget about it. 
But anyway, this is all just academic right now. It's all hearsay. It's all whatever in the wind. The important thing is we made it out of the first round. We finally finished our nuggets. Now it's time to get to the real work. So it's time for everybody reach deep down inside, pull up your panties and get to work because there's a war in front of us and it's it's going to be ugly. Either it's going to be ugly in a good way, as in a great battle between two great teams, or it's going to be ugly in, as in a uh, a beatdown. We might be on the bad end of the stick of that one. So hopefully not. Hopefully your guys are going to show up and give it everything they have. And, and you know, hey, even, even if they go out playing like they played at Game 7, I'd be okay with that. You know, because as long as they leave it on the floor then you got you to respect it. So hopefully that's exactly what will happen. That's exactly what they'll do. I can't wait for these games to start. Um, it's, in, in a sense, it's, I'm glad that games um, three and four are back-to-backs because you don't have to wait that extra day in between games. But for an older team like uh, like us, I don't see how that can be a good thing. At least they're both at home playing Friday at Staples and then right again Saturday night at Staples. So... Those are our two home games. Those are ones we need we need to get, and having them back-to-back, man, I, ho- I hope it doesn't hurt us. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I cannot wait. Cannot wait for this series to get started and go, and it's going to be an awesome battle. So thanks again for the uh, for the input and for the questions. Once again, you can find me at Twitter, Ask Laker Lance at Twitter, and come over on Facebook, Ask Laker Lance. Give me comments, give me feedback, throw some feedback on iTunes. Um, let me let me know. Like like Gabe disagreed with the thing, and I think he was completely right. So bring it on. If you agree, let me know. If you disagree, let me know. If you hate the podcast, then what are you doing listening? But let me know. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy it. Let's go, 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 Lakers. Let's get this done. It's a thunderstorm. Come <laughs>